Hello, Cryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. This is episode 474 on De on January, not December. It's January. It's the new year, 2023. It's not 2022. Stop writing 2022 on your checks if you write checks anymore, which nobody does. In any case, it is the fourth day of the new year, 2023. And Odom and I, or current era, whatever you want to call it, we're starting off the episode with a whole bunch of... People getting sued, but let me ask my co-host, John. How are you doing, John? Uh, good. It's rain out here, dude. It's, uh, the roads are all flooded. Uh, yeah. <laughs> California. Yeah, California's flooding right now, especially know. Northern California. <laughs> yeah. Is it that bad in San Jose? It's true what they said, man. They said, uh... They said, they said that, the, that the whole entire state was gonna be washed out by the ocean. Well, I thought we were gonna be cut off by an earthquake and then thrown into the ocean. But maybe they're going to throw us in the ocean by water first. But we need it, done it. It's been, what, how many years since we had rain last? So we're getting right. all the rain now instead of getting it over time like we should. Anyways, let's get under the news instead of talking about weird stuff. Wait, isn't the news weird? Right, first <laughs> article from Decrypt.co. Final Fantasy Maker Square Enix reaffirms focus on blockchain games. Did you actually want this? Because I know you like this one. Yeah, no, I want this. I think this is awesome. I mean, one of the things is, I, all right, do, how do I put this? Have I played any of the Final Fantasy games? Yes, but not nearly as much as John has. <laughs> yes, yes, love them, love them. So, what's going on here? All right, so we have the Japanese firm um, Square Enix has actually stated and reaffirmed everyone that yes, they are coming back, or they are, they never even left. They right, they are actually right. going to be coming out with uh, with Web three games. We've been talking about this for a while. But they said, "Hey, we're not, we're still not we're not going to stop. They're coming out with AAA games, and the first one's going to be coming out in spring of this year, so in, in a few months, and that's going to be the. Let's scroll on down. Let's see here. Um, well, it's not so much what it was. We're, we're just trying to talk about the fact, the mere fact that that this not even doubling down, but just the the absolute reaffirming that Square Enix is absolutely going to be sticking with blockchain." Um, which is amazing because it's funny because we didn't really read it or we didn't really go th through it, but it feels like some people are thinking that uh, blockchain-based games or at least blockchain-involved games are kind of on the on the out and out. Um, you know, Golly Games hasn't been really... Do yeah. They're still producing new games, but well, even Sandbox is doing all that well, great. Well, to make a AAA game, it takes, it takes years, man, mm -hmm. five, five, ten years down the road. So, right. I mean, this is, of course, Square Enix is not going to mess around. They're coming out with some high-quality stuff. Now there is there is some negativity going around in the crypto space in regards to uh, Square Enix or just any companies out there wor uh, working on games and, and merging them into Web three, and that's the whole NFT space. You know, the gamers don't like NFTs. They don't like people using their graphics cards. They want to play good games. Right. You know, um, the gamers believe that uh, NFTs are a bunch of scams, which. I'm not going to disagree with that because I think most of them are. A lot of them seem but, to be. Uh, um... Yeah, and that's and that's where that in regards to this, like, hey, you, you know, think about it. You're going to have to you're going to have to buy uh, a sword. You're going to have to buy a shield. You're going to have to buy skins, um, and that's all. That's all extra money. Yeah, you could probably sell it on the secondary market and stuff once you're done with it. But what's interesting here, and I, I read this. Uh, what's interesting here is that uh, Square Enix and the way that they're going to do this, right? Because initially, I thought that. Once you buy the game, right, the Final Fantasy game, or or, or um, what's the other one? The uh, what, what is it? What is it? What is it? Uh, 
Symbiogenesis. And one more. What was that other one? Cross of Ages. Oh, whatever. What, what's interesting is that in my head, I'm thinking just like an NFT, you buy it, and then you can move it from wallet to wallet to wallet, and yep. then use it, right? Well, I mean, all right. Negative. There's a good there's a good analogy to this, um, because I'm a long time and big fan of Blizzard games. Um, one of the things that Blizzard has done for a very long time is made themes across their entire games. Like uh, in um, in Overwatch, you see a lot of the themes from all their other games, right? Overwatch is like a compilation of all their other uh, game types in one, or even um, what's it called, uh, Hearthstone. Um, there, there's all these different games that they play that where they, you can play a lot of the other characters in these games, just from the lore of all their other games, and it's fascinating to see this. So, what do they do? They make these, I guess, kind of like treasure chests or packs you can buy, uh, obviously with fiat currency in this case, because they're not doing they're not doing any uh, blockchain, but that you can interchange between one game and the next. You get this kind of effect from one place to the next. This is what the NFTs can do. The difference is it gives you a marketplace value. Now, I mean, there can be negatives to this in the fact that if the company is issuing the NFTs, then maybe they can set a low price for it. And then as soon as it hits the secondary market, that thing might become worth more. And that's really kind of the end goal with this. You can use it in the game, buy it from Square Enix directly, and then... When it hits the secondary market after either you've promoted its value or its value has been promoted by other people, then the value of the thing that you receive has, has, has grown in popularity and you can either just trade it for something else or trade it for fiat or Ethereum or whatever they have it set on. But the reason people seem to hate these NFTs is because they seem to think that, well, if it's, it's being set by the market price, then I'll never be able to get one, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, first come, first serve. You had to buy it from the company, and then after that, secondary market's almost like a, a Supreme brick, right? Well, I got the Supreme. I bought it from Supreme for 30 bucks, and now the Supreme brick is on eBay for 300 I couldn't have gotten it any other way unless I was first in line. You're right. But that's exactly how the market works, and I think Square Enix sees this. So, What's interesting is from what I'm reading a paragraph here, and from what I understand, this is the way that they're going to be able to um, – allow the games to be limited and not shared with other people because obviously they want to maximize their profits because they're it's a triple a game they're mm -hmm. they're investing millions of dollars into this right right so it's going to be tethered to the local ip address that's quite interesting now correct me if i'm wrong uh jake it says here uh square enix is developing multiple blockchain games based on original ip rather than its existing franchises okay is that correct that's fine did i, did I misread that no, I, I think that's correct, yeah. Yeah, so that's quite interesting because uh, that means that once you download the game to your local device, that's where you can only play it, is on that device. And that kind of blows my mind because I thought it was going to be like an NFT where you can just, you know, you buy it, it's in your wallet, and if you want to uh, move it to another wallet and play it on another device, you can. No, that's yep. not how it works. I can see it. All right, so they, 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 they figured it out. <laughs> this is, there's an analogy to this Um and the only problem, of course, with tying it to an IP address is if it's a local IP address, like inside your network, you could just change it. If it's an external IP address, particularly if it's an IP4 IP address, uh, that would be kind of fair, unfair because it, those IP addresses, particularly if you don't have a static IP address, are going to change too. So it wouldn't really work uh, the way that they seem to think it would be possible to make it work. 
you, I, I would say you would, you would want to tie it to a person's account, like a Steam account. Like, you know, all you, you bought these copies of games, they're tied to your Steam account. Now, of course, you could probably transfer your Steam account to someone else, but um, I can see why people are just disturbed by this. It's like, well, you, know, you didn't really think this through, did you? <laughs> yeah. So Square Enix is, is no rookie when it comes to uh, to working in, in blockchain and Web3. They've been in, they've been in it for a few years. They they've already invested into the sandbox. You, mm -hmm. you know what that is, yep, Jake? Yep, I know about the sandbox, sandbox. project. Yep. Across of ages, it's going to be it's a polygon uh, digital digital trading card game. Um, they also invested into ZBD. That's a pretty cool uh, um, game gaming startup. You, you you can download the ZBD Z, Z wallet and pretty much play games on there and earn some some satoshis on Lightning. Right. That's pretty cool. Right. Um, Another thing that's going on is the I think there's a last where's the last paragraph I think it's way at the bottom oh um yeah here it is so meanwhile take two interactive publishers behind Rockstar Games and 2K Games maker of Grand Theft Auto and NBA 2K respectively has pushed into the NFT space through its casual gaming studio Zynga take two also invested into the Horizon Game Studios now if you haven't checked that Horizon Game Studios website check them out they have a lot of cool games on there and stuff that's coming up. And their website's actually really spazzy, if you ask me. Um, and it, literally, like the way they have it all list, listed, click on any of those games, and you can start playing them if, if they're available, obviously. If they're not, then they're working on it. But it's cool because you get to see what's being currently worked on uh, blockchain gaming. Right, I, I, get, I get how they might want to tie it to an IP address. Maybe it's only a temporary thing, but at the same time, it's like if you bought a game, they don't want you just completely you know redistribute the game and then not get paid for it so if you mm -hmm. if, exactly. you, if you no, if you had a copy if every single copy was an nft then now you are are explicit owner of that copy and then they can trade they can they can they can track rather where every single nft license has gone they're smart man i i would have never figured that out if if i was leading the, that that particular team i was like yeah just in the minute it as an nft and just let let people just you know sell it and buy it and Play it for a while and then send it to someone else. Nah, yeah, respective. Out, at that point, it's not really an NFT. It's more of an asset. But NFTs That's are yeah, unique. Yeah. And so you could technically say that every single copy of this is technically an NFT because they're all unique addresses explicitly. Like, mm -hmm. you know, every single copy of a thing that you make has its own serial number, which but in it's, itself it's, could it be an be NFT. Like that. It, it should be like that because technically, like, when you go to, when you go to the store, Every single one of those games that you're buying at the store has a, a unique uh, ID identifier. A, a yep, unique identifier, right? And so, in that sense, it could be an NFT. Um, but yeah, the, I think that the kind of the point here is like when you go and buy a game from like GameStop, which is one of the more common places to buy physical games, even if it's just a license. The point is that's a specific license. They want to be able to track those licenses. They want to know: Do we have all those licenses? Are those being used by actual people? And if they're not, where are they? And, you know, if it's all tied to the blockchain, they can see where it is. So I do think it's a good idea. Moving on. Yeah. Um, Celsius news. Unfortunate Celsius news. So <laughs> all of our news coming, as we've said many times from Decrypt, this one um, is by Andrei Bogansky. He wrote this article that we're going to be reading about. So judge rules Celsius earn account funds belong to a state not to users what is going on here we're a little disturbed by this in the sense that um, one of the one of the primary comments comments which is further down in the article basically points out that uh 
if you if you invested in Celsius using unsecured funds, then you're not going to get majority of your funds back because you didn't follow the rules that they stated in, you know that the uh, United States uses for these types of of uh, securities or or funds if it's if that way. One of the things that I remember I don't remember when it was, but I do remember when um, Alice Masinski announced it. And this is what late late last year, I know not last, but 2021 rather, um, where he was pointing out that if you wanted uh, to, what was it if you wanted secured, you had to register as a secure as a, a registered accredited accredited investor, right? Remember when they did that? It's like, well, now we're going to have accredited investors because this is how United States law works, and you if you couldn't qualify because you didn't make enough money or weren't worth enough money then you could still continue to make money but you would be an unsecured investor and since john you and i didn't have the i think mm-hmm. half a million or million dollars you needed to be an accredited investor in this case um we didn't qualify and we would have to be uh considered the unsecured so this is what the the judge is basically saying is like well mm-hmm. you guys weren't doing legit legitimate investing according to the way that the rules work for united states investing mm-hmm. so yeah. you are technically uncredited or unsecured uh you know borrowers or lenders um and in that case you're not going to get your money back because you're not following the rules but as i was standing in the pre-show the problem with that is that you're not you can't be held, or I say you can't be held to a standard that you were told you didn't have to be held to. But as they said many times in many different places, just because you don't know the rules doesn't mean you're not subject to them. So was there something else you wanted to say about this in particular? Uh, that's it, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed because um, everything was looking up and up until obviously until this judge made this call. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, because even the emails that we're getting were looking very positive. It yep. looked like we we're going to get yep. everything back, maybe yep. minus a a, a fee, fee, yeah, for for transit, who, right? Yeah. And now they're basically yeah. saying, well, if you put an, an unsecured loan to this company, which, uh, it's which, not your money. Which which, which credit, credit to the judge, that's technically true by the books. Yep. Uh, way that that Celsius played it off. Anybody and everyone's welcome to, to deposit into it. So, and they give us the choice, but of course, you could also just remove your money at that time. And, and and if we were smart, we would have done it. I'm not saying that we're idiots, but we looked at it from the standpoint of like, well, if you're just going to keep giving us the interest rate you're giving us before, instead, we still don't have to be accredited investors. Why would we leave? That should have been the clue that we said uh, this this is illegal and we can't be doing this. But I would say it's from standpoint of naivete, the problem. The reason these rules even exist, and reason most of them date back to the 1930s, is because they were put into effect after the crash of 29, Black Monday. And the reason that they were done this is because there was so much, literally, Wild West investing, like, is done with crypto. You know, back then, people were borrowing on margin way more than they could ever afford. And then then they lost on margin because they didn't know what they were doing. They lost their shirts. They lost everything they owned. In fact, in some many cases, people went into debt more than they could ever pay back. And that's the reason a lot of people committed suicide after that happened is because they, there's no way they could have survived. Um, and they literally killed themselves in that sense. So this is the same thing that's going on now. But the rules have been in place for almost 100 years. 
And the difference is people still don't know. When, when money's involved, they act so stupid. I know I'm one of them. <laughs> people are like, oh, just, I can get... Just for the record, just can, for the record, I'm not killing my, I'm not going to kill myself. Eh, neither Actually, am I. Whacked. Neither am I. Not happening. But what but, but I'm trying to make a, the point of is I covered this. If anybody watched my channel, Jabberelli, the Jabberelli channel on YouTube, I covered a lot of what are called high-yield high investment programs. Now, Celsius wasn't a super high-yield investment, but it was still pretty decent. And when people get those stars in their eyes or dollar signs over their eyes, they just stop thinking. They, they say, oh, wow, I can make 3% per day? That would be like, like 1,000% a year. Like, yeah, that's unsustainable. Uh, you're wrong. Screw you. I had people on my channel making videos of the videos I was making, proving that this was impossible and would not last. And then when it finally collapsed, when the, the big one I reviewed three, three different times, Financial Global, finally collapsed in the end of 2020, I had thousands of views of my videos that had already stated exactly what was going to happen. And everyone was like, you were right, you were so right, I was wrong. It's like, yeah, I know, I know I was right. Because the reason I was tricked with Celsius was because it was a relatively low interest rate compared to the high-yield investment programs. 12% isn't all a lot. 6% is it's, it's a reasonable number. There's another thing why, why I won't kill myself, right? I didn't invest every single penny I owned. No. Right? I invested a small percentage. Yeah. So if they don't give it back, I'm not hurt. It's, it's, it'll upset me. Yeah. But you know what? I'm still, I, I still have my... I still have more crypto. I still got more savings. Yep. I'm good. I'm secure. I still have a job. Everything's still good. I'm not worried. You know? no. And, and at the point of it's the question of whether or not how much money was it worth. I mean, do you have enough money to sue Celsius for the money they don't, they're not going to be able to give you? Probably not. So, you know, is it worth spending $100,000 to retrieve $20,000? No. <laughs> is it worth spending $5,000 to retrieve $100? No. <laughs> so... No one's going to do it. As, uh, obviously, it's still an unfolding uh, situation. Um, we'll yeah. find out more. We'll as find as out as more as it, as it can. I, yeah. I'm still, I still have high hopes that we're going to be able to get all, all our stuff back. Yep. All right. Continuing on with, with more uh, failure. <laughs> SBF gets to keep bail co-signers secret, just like his lawyer did for, how do you say that name? Ghislaine. Ghislaine? Ghislaine. Ghislaine. Don't pronounce the Ghislaine. S. Elaine. Elaine Maxwell, Elaine? yes. Maxwell. A judge approved a request that argues the signatories, like SPF's parents, could face threat and harassment. Look at him. Is it, he's so he's so sleepyhead on a beanbag. So mm, nice. Such a yes. nice person. He's such a nice boy. He's such a nice boy. Why would he do anything bad like yeah. this? Sam Bankman-Fried's legal team successfully argued Tuesday that the names of the two signatories backed by the disgraced FTX founders' $250 million bail bond should be hidden from the public. Yes. And, and um, actually, uh, should, 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 should that be, I don't know, man. It's, I, it's a public, no. it's a Oops. public, uh, lawsuit, right? So everything that's published publicly is public. Yes. But in the case of certain situations where something is particularly egregious, like this situation, I think that the reason they're arguing for the, hey, uh, we, we need to keep this secret, is because it could be very 
bad for the people who do this, even though, even if their intentions are good. I mean, the, the comment the says, if, government. yeah, it, whoever it was, they're saying the people involved who put up the quarter billion dollars to bet this guy out of, of, of jail just temporarily until he has to go back um, would be really hurt. I don't think it's Biden. Um, would be really hurt by, you know, publicly if, if it was revealed who they were. And it's kind of like, um, it's easy. How is that? How is that our problem? <laughs> mm-hmm. How is that the public's problem? You know. Why? Why is that? I mean, he's not like he's a a mass child rapist or a, or a mass serial murderer. He might have murdered crypto, but he didn't murder people. <laughs> I, I think what it is, it's, it's just a lot of money. Yeah. And anybody that's fronting that kind of money, it, it would be nice to keep them I guess. private as long as possible. But uh, I think eventually it's going to be leaked out on who it is. Probably. Um, and I'm curious of who it could be. Yeah. Let's see here. One case cited in the filing written by Bankman Fried's attorney, Mark S. Cohen, is that of Ghislaine? Gillane, 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 Maxwell, convicted sex trafficker and former associate of Jeffrey Epstein, Co- Cohen also represented Maxwell in the matter. So yeah, I guess he has a really, really good person on his side. It's all those Jewish lawyers. Oh, sorry, I'm it's, not saying it. It's, <laughs> it's sus, man. It's sus. It's I'm so sus. Exactly. It's like, why are it's, you? It feels like it feels like I'm in the Matrix. Like we're not like this. There's too much. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I know. Like I said before, and and we were just dealing with relatively small amounts of money. But when people get dollar First signs, of all, to let people get dollar go, signs in their like, eyes, they start before. they start acting funny. Because a lot of people worship money. A lot of people worship money. Just look at the 45th president of the United States. I'm surprised. I mean, I'm surprised that Donald Trump doesn't have a golden statue to himself in his own apartment, or in Mar-a-Lago. He probably does, but we already seen the golden statue was made for one of his events. But <laughs> uh, continuing on, Coinbase stock. Coinbase stock. Coinbase stock jumps 12% following a $100 million NYDSF settlement. Mm, what happened there? What exactly did right? happen there? Hmm? $100 million settlement from the New York Department of Financial Services? That meaning that, that Coinbase won, that's the reason their stock jumped and didn't drop 12%? Um, mm-hmm. Of course, it didn't drop a whole lot, but trading for $37.34. So they, they were initially in litigation with uh, uh, the the New York what the New York Department of Financial Services, uh, sometime what what did did it say the exact year? Wait wait a year? I so. No, I don't think it said. This a is year. a long this is a long time in the making. Well, I filed it in 2021. Were, late 2021 was when yeah, I filed it. But uh, but this whole litigation thing was going on for years. That's why they weren't allowed to do any kind of trading in um in in New York. But as time went on, I I think that's probably what 2021 came through. As time went on. Uh, Coinbase started to properly re- regulate the KYC and AML and their actual um, overall reg- uh, proper regulations according to the the, uh, the 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 state's regulatory framework. And I think that's when when they filed, and that's when they got a hundred million dollars. Like, hey, good job, pat you on the back. There you go, shiny shiny. Well, considering how much money they're dealing with, a hundred million doesn't seem like a whole lot. 
but it is it's still a win for Coinbase. It's, so I don't think it's really about the money. It's now that New New York's open to them now. Right. Right. No, oh, it was the a huge thing. To tap into. It's a yeah. big. That's a big thing, dude. Yeah. No, it definitely yeah. is. It's like it's it's if if California uh, had shut off all crypto, then. <laughs> As 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 Coinbase becomes more and more regulated, obviously they're they're listed on on, on Wall Street. But um, I, I in the back of my head and in my heart, I feel that Coinbase is starting to become more suspicious. Suspicion. Mm-hmm. Suspicion. <laughs> or right. There was a thing recently. They said they sent me. I, I'm still not 100 percent if it was a fake email or not, but I took it seriously. And obviously, I didn't log into any website that they said I should like to log in on my own site. But this, the email said, uh, we've detected you have multiple accounts and you need to stop having multiple accounts and you need to file out your, your KYC. So, of course, I did file the KYC, so they do know who I am. But I'd already done it. I'd done it years ago, long even before they went public. And That's just nice. need to reaffirm. So, I just went back to the site itself and reaffirmed it. I didn't go through whatever this email was because I didn't believe it. But uh, at the same time, it's kind of like, why can't I have more than one account? Where does it say I can only have one account? I don't remember that ever being stated. I do technically have two accounts because I have one for personal and one for business. Um, and they're completely separate accounts. But, you know, I did it. It's, it I pulled all the money I had sitting on both accounts out and I haven't had anything sitting there for over six months because I don't, I don't trust them anymore. I don't want to, I don't want to hold any coin on their exchange that after all these exchanges have failed, I don't want to lose my money again. Like I've lost in Celsius. So yeah. uh, continuing on next, we got fake Solana NFTs are being sold on magic Eden in massive exploit. First of all, I didn't know what magic Eden was. I'm like, what is that? You know, is that like an adult rated? <laughs> yeah. We talked about this before. We've talked about magic Eden before in the news so much stuff, but it just, Sometimes I know I don't always remember myself. There's so many different articles that we talked, we've gone through in the past two years. <laughs> back in my days, I don't remember what happened back in my days. Back in the beginning of 2020, when we started this, well, when John kind of got started with this podcast, and I joined him shortly thereafter, um, there was so much going on, so many different projects, and yet there's so many more projects going on, even with the collapse in of the crypto. All right, John, hold on. Your audio is completely cutting out. Are you still there? Hello? All right, I will give you a chance to get back on wherever you've gone to because I can't hear you right now. Anyways, uh, let's talk about this thing since I can't hear John anymore. Fake Solana NFTs are being sold on Magic Eden as massive exploit, as John was saying earlier. Um, the problem, of course, seems to be going on, in particular at this very moment, with these uh, is being tweeted by this HGSOL uh, dot soul account here that says, um, "Do not buy these Ute NFTs on Magic Eden. They're fake because every single collection is fake on Magic Eden. <laughs> A massive exploit is currently going on." High-value NFTs are suffering the most as attackers choose to exploit higher-value NFTs first. Of course they do. Yep. Yute. Sounds like yeet, doesn't it? You got, I got yuted. No. <laughs> Don't yute me. Disgusting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I know volume is important, but the limit, 
limit the damage first, HG tweeted at Magic Eaton. Make sure the exploit is stopped. Like, literally make sure of it. Like, get in there and dig out the code and stop them. Stop these fake uters. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, according to Magic Eaton, they have, as of 10.14 uh, a.m. on the, today, the day that we're broadcasting, January 4th, uh, update, please. Hard refresh your browsers to make sure you are only seeing verified collection agent uh, items. We're monitoring the situation. We'll use this thread for updates. We have fixed. Yeah, apparently, the uh, apparently there's people watching, or they they were getting um, uh, pornographic images yeah. and like uh, uh, TV show stills, like Big Big Bang Theory, uh, which is quite interesting because it sort of sounds like the IPFS. Uh, uh, metadata was 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 uh, being manipulated, hacked, yeah, uh, manipulated. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, which is quite interesting because um, I didn't know that was possible. I don't think it is possible. But if but you're being, here, being sent the wrong information in the first place, it's like if you're being sent. If you go directly to IPFS, of course you can find this information, right? But if you're being sent a link to go to IPFS, that link ah. could be false. Uh huh. Uh -huh. That's why I, I told everybody it was last. It had to be last year. I told everybody, download your own IPFS node. It's yep. very simple. It's a, click, uh, a couple of clicks. You have it. You just upload your image to it. Now you have your own local node with your own images there. Do not use uh, services like Pinata, which Pinata makes it very easy. But something something like Pinata or other websites, uh, if they happen to go down or if they strike your image to be you know not part of the terms and, uh, and agreements they can take it off right or or charge you for it and that's what actually that's what um um pinata 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 ended up doing they started charging services it was free until they got the millions of people that came on board and like yeah you know what we're gonna start charging you guys yep yeah yeah and yeah start spin up your own node do not trust websites that are trying to host your own ipfs because they can easily easily uh um What's the word? Manipulate the content. Manipulate. There you yes. go. Manipulate. You know what I'm thinking. Right, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Let's hit the last one. So, White House claims... Right? Is this me or you? You, you, you did the last one. I get to do this one. <laughs> White House claims meetings between uh, Sam and senior Biden officials were about the pandemic. I don't know. They didn't, mm -hmm. they didn't like, you know, double, double quote this... Mm -hmm. But uh, apparently, even though the White House was meeting, or uh, officials of the White House was meeting with Sam Bankman-Fried, um, the uh, not everything is as it seems. <laughs> God, I was trying to do it. Cartman's voice it didn't come out that way. Um, so the White House uh, regularly engages with officials from a range of industry and sectors, including leaders in business and labor and nonprofits, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Sam Bankman-Fried met on multiple occasions with Steve Rochetti and Bruce Reed, two of Biden's most senior advisors, people that, you know, like Biden and want to help him. Um, Bankman-Fried's brother, Gabriel Bankman-Fried, also met with senior White House. Why did his brother meet with him? Was his brother, I don't know. Was his brother working for SBF or FTX, rather? I don't know. That's news to me. All right. In any case. Um, it's not that surprising. Nepotism is very popular with people with money. <laughs> I'll send my brother like he knows what I'm doing or something. <laughs> okay, so White House 
for uh, fourth meeting in September, which speaks before the epic collapse in early fall. Uh, Mike McFreed's final visit to the White House. Then the billionaire was lobbying lawmakers to do what? Ah, here's the thing you all wanted to know, and it should have been written in the first paragraph. He was trying to work with the Digital Commodities Consumer Protection Act to get a CBDC or possibly a stablecoin set into FTX's favor. And why did they were going to do that? Why, why, why? Well, the, the speculation on this is, even though it was, state, like you said, stated that this had to do with pandemic blah, 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 was something to do with the very large donations that Bankman Freed gave to these parties? Maybe? Uh-huh. Maybe it had something to do with that? Or maybe it had to do with the uh, concept of him um, possibly create, helping the Biden administration create their own CBDC? That might run on FBX or F- FTX, maybe, maybe. But you can't quite strike down uh, Bill forty-seven sixty because there's. We've talked about this before. At least I've talked about this before. That there's always going to be earmarks in bills, no matter what. No mm-hmm. matter. There's never going to be a perfect bill out there. Bill is just one thing, right? That. Yeah. They always right. stuff a bunch of stuff into every bill. Right, but at least it is it gets the ball rolling and helps businesses that are working on Web3 and on blockchain to get started and have a clearer understanding of how to to conduct their business. Mm-hmm. So that's more or less what, what this does in regards to, I guess, digital commodity dealers, I'm guessing exchanges. Right. right. And what they can do and what they can't do. Digital commodities... We have uh, digital commodity brokers, dealers, custodians, platforms, uh, commodity trade. Uh, so it does go into detail here. Well, it's all it's all uh, what do you call it? Um, government lingo, right? Bill, uh, Congress lingo, right? Um, I need I need somebody to make a YouTube video explaining <laughs> what all this stuff means. Stop it. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, but yeah, like like I said, they, they, uh, it's 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 something. Something's better than nothing. Uh, yeah. Better than than Uncle Gary for sure. That <laughs> actually speaking of speaking of him, I'm surprised he's not mentioned in here. Uh, but uh, uh, that that would probably have been the missing the missing link there to make uh, make his I guess his uh, conspiracy vision come true for his so-called um, stablecoin. Right. I'm about to get whacked at, aren't I? <gasps> oh no. Oh, no. Speaking Get truth out. to power. No. Truth to power. The matrix, the matrix has me. Hashtag. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. Yep. Uh, well, we would like to say that we appreciate you guys listening in and or watching our show. And we have a really pretty, pretty coin tree here for you to look at, which I always try to show at the beginning of the show so that people can check out how they can donate to us and give us a thumbs up. Look, if you can't donate, a thumbs up is also appreciated. If you give us 10 thumbs up, that would be amazing. <laughs> Impossible, but funny. Uh, so, yeah, lots of ways to donate. We appreciate And you can also donate to Raven and Ever, both of which are asset-aware wallets. We can send, you can send us all kinds of your fun assets. People have already done this, and we really much appreciate their yeah. sending of their assets to us. Not ass, but ass pennies. Ass pennies were sent the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yes, uh, you can check us out on Discord and participate with us. In fact, I don't know if we've ever said this, John, but at the beginning 
of every month, if you are a user of the Discord channel, you can get a gargantuan boost in C3 Media Tokens. C3 Media Tokens galore. You can get thousands of them. If you just go into the, the economy channel and do slash work or slash daily, you get your daily uh, handout. But slash work, and you could be, I, I think I picked up the last time I checked, like 1,700 C3 Media Tokens. And C3 Media Tokens, like every other token on the web, like actually have value. So you can totally trade your C3 Media Tokens for real money or real gifts. I haven't actually seen the C3 Media Token on any exchanges, but I'm sure it is out there somewhere, just like the Pi Network we were talking about earlier. So um, somebody's doing RAP C3 Media Tokens just for the fun of it, I'm sure of it. Um, but <laughs> anyways, you can't actually get stuff. We have NFTs available uh, for, for in exchange for C3 Media Tokens. Maybe you could eventually join the top 10. You'd have to have like almost a million C3 Media Tokens to do it, but the sooner you get on Discord, the sooner you can get them. So check us out on Discord and have fun and talk to us. We'd love it if you come by. YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Spotify, Anchor, and unfortunately you can still get on uh, Library, but no longer Odyssey because Odyssey is being shut down. So thank you all for watching. Thank you all for participating. Thank you for all of your suggestions. We appreciate all the interaction. As we say at the end of every single show, stack sats and, and huddle. Huddle. Adios. Adios.